episode 54. All right, welcome to Stay at Home Dads Podcast, the place I talk about a lot of topics, ideas, things are in my head with parenting, kids, manly guy stuff. You know, the drill. I'm your host, Justin, here once again at the helm of this very small boat, so thank you for tuning in. Happy April Fool's Day, which is, uh, in my opinion, the silliest holiday of the whole year. Uh, Well, it's not really a holiday, it's more of just a customary thing that we have fun with, right? And actually, according to Britannica, it's been celebrated for centuries, yet its true origins are unknown. So, it's an interesting little factoid. So go tell someone their shoes are untied, or their zippers down, and run off giggling like a third grader. So, it's always fun, right? Or throw a pie in someone's face. You could always do that too, I guess. I mean, it's kind of mean, but you could do it. Alright, so what else do we have going on on this day in history? Well, in 1976, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak started a little company. You may have heard of it. It's called the Apple Computer Company. And they started it out of Steve Jobs' parents' garage, out of their house. So, there you go, right there. Huge company today, 175 bucks a share. And people use these products every single day. And it started out in a friggin' garage. So, that's, uh, that's pretty wild. And I think they were both college dropouts, too. I think I read that somewhere, so... So dream big, kids. Uh, If you have a good idea, then keep pushing. Find people that will help you get there. I mean, just like old Yacht Master Bezos, he started Amazon out of a garage. So that's, uh, you know, all these big companies, people think that they are, I don't know, magically got huge and they're these powerhouses and, and everyone starts somewhere. They started out of a garage. They started out of a small business. It's, you know... You just keep expanding. All right, what else do we have going on? Well, in 1933, stuff started happening in Germany with Nazi persecution of Jews by boycotting Jewish-owned businesses and other acts. Now, we all hear about World War II and what that entailed for the Jewish community, but I guess I never really thought about how it got to that point, what happened essentially before the declaration of World War II. Well, it's actually pretty crazy. It's pretty awful. Through legal measures, the Nazi-led German government started enacting rules and laws excluding Jewish people from civil service, from going to German schools, German colleges, and they even limited Jewish people in the medical and legal professions. Jewish doctors could not even see non-Jewish patients. It's just, it's just insanity. And there's a ton more stuff to you something called the Nuremberg Race Laws, which define Jews not by religious beliefs, but by ancestral lineage. And this kind of formalized their segregation, legally distinguishing Germans from Jews. Even if you had converted from Christianity, they would still find a way to persecute you. So, pretty, uh, pretty awful stuff. And I don't know much about this stuff, really. I'm just reading this off of Britannica, I think. But, I mean, you know, we learn about World War II in school, and then how the U.S. got involved and all that, but I'm just not well-versed in the happenings of what went on before. How people were treated and segregated. I mean, I know the end result, concentration camps and, and mass murders and stuff like that, but 
I never knew how it kind of began. So it's a, it's kind of an interesting read. I'll link these articles that I'm referencing in the description and kind of check them out at your leisure. It's kind of a pretty brutal stuff. All right, so maybe that's enough on this day for today. That was kind of heavy. So back to my health advice content from last week. I just wanted to kind of get into it a little bit more. Yes, it's not easy. Changing habits is is really difficult. It's really hard. And one way of doing it is not the end-all, be-all method. My way of doing it may not be your way of doing it. So for me, it's weighing my food. It's counting my shit. That's what I said last week. For my wife, she does the, the Weight Watchers point thing that I don't really understand, but it works for her. For someone else, it may be something entirely different. Maybe you're into intermittent fasting or keto or or whatever it may be. So I just don't want people thinking that I'm selling only one way of doing something. Honestly, it just boils down to the popular saying of calories in, calories out. You know, I don't think there's any way of really getting around that, right? If you want to lose weight, you eat less calories. You become, you get into a calorie deficit. So if you want to gain weight, you eat in a calorie surplus. It's That's what it boils down to. Yes, it's much more difficult than that, but that's the basis of it. But it does take a conscious effort, though. We have to actively think about what we're eating and what we're diving into that pantry for, which, shocker, don't want to surprise you, but the pantry is pretty much full of carbs. That's it, pretty much. So don't try to fool yourself into thinking that it's not. And no, I'm not trying to demonize carbs. I, I love carbs. I eat them every day. I probably eat too many of them, but I enjoy them. I count them. They're just really easy to eat. <laughs> I actually went to my pantry for a snack earlier and I had to actively tell myself to get the hell out of there. That I don't need it and I did that honestly about three times until I moved on and I found a better option to eat. So you just have to actively listen to that little voice in your head and don't let it overpower you. And I actually took my own advice the other day and I didn't pay attention to what I was eating but I logged everything. I just wanted to see like Okay, Justin, if you just eat random crap, whatever you want for a day, see where your macros or your proteins, fats, and carbs lays out at. And it was awful. And when I say carbs are easy to eat, well, for me, they were easy to eat. They are everywhere. And if you're tracking it, if you're tracking your macros, it's much easier to see. You can usually see the carbs and the fats fill up the quickest, and the protein usually trails off. Protein to me, for me anyways, is a little bit harder to consume. You have to really actively think about where you're getting your protein from, whether it's meats or protein shakes or yogurts or whatever. Even if you're thinking you're eating and making healthy choices, it still ends up that way. I mean, take a bag of Skinny Pop popcorn, for example. We have them for my daughter's snack. She takes them to school. One little serving, one little bag of that has 7 grams of fat, 10 grams of carbs, and 1 gram of protein. And that's in a little 18 gram bag. And then you take Doritos in 28 grams. Doritos has 7 grams of fat, 18 grams of carbs, and 2 grams of protein. So, don't you think Skinny Pop sounds like a much healthier option than a bag of Doritos? Well, sure it does. Doritos, that sound, that word doesn't really sound like you're trying to be healthy. So yeah, it's a it's a lot of marketing going on and that's something that we really need to be aware of. And I think a lot of people are not aware of it. 
we just read something and it sounds healthy and then we think that these big huge companies have our best interests when their best interests are really making money and selling bags of popcorn and chips so and you can still if you want eat this stuff i'm not saying that it's bad for you or to stay away from it it just comes down to moderation and being aware i mean I count all my calories and I eat a stack of pancakes every day with light syrup on it. They're protein pancakes. I eat them every, almost every single day I eat them. So and the last thing I'll mention on this whole health recap segment here is that we're all different. And I mentioned getting healthy and getting into shape and being appealing for your spouse or anybody else for that matter, but we're all different. We have different goals, we have different ideas of what we like and want and what we think is attractive. You don't have to necessarily change your outward appearance because someone says to. I'm not saying you have to fit into this mold of what society thinks or calls attractive, okay? That's all subjective. I just want people to make health a priority. That's really what all I want to do. I don't think it's a secret that our health is important and it's not getting any better nationally. I mean, you kind of look at the figures nationally and it's it's not getting any better. And I don't know if that has to do with the overly processed foods we're eating as a nation or the fast food or the soda or whatever it is. It just it doesn't look good. So please don't shame me for promoting weight loss or healthy habits, please. I I don't want to hear it. <laughs> and if you're happy the way you are, then great. I applaud you. But on the other hand, if you are unhappy, or if your marriage is uneventful, or lacking that passion, or whatever it may be, or maybe you're single and you're unhappy because you haven't found that special someone in your life yet, maybe take a look at your lifestyle. Maybe change a few things. Maybe shave the scraggly beard off your face. Maybe do those 35-minute workouts that I talked about for a few months and come back and reassess yourself and go from there. Does that kind of make sense? I bet you'll feel better. I really do. I bet you'll feel better. Like I said, I just want to help you. I just want to motivate you. I want to see you happy. And then message me and let me know. And you can yell at me if you want to. But uh, remember, this is all just my personal opinion. I'm not a trainer. I'm not a doctor. Uh, I'm none of those none of those things. So I'm just a just a just a normal dude. So. All right, so let's just let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, something else, a little more prominent that you've probably seen on TV. The uh, the slap heard around the world. Okay, I know I'm a little late to this party since this happened about a week ago, but what do you think about it? Warranted? Not warranted? What if it were uh, what if it were you in that situation? Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you've been living like Patrick Starfish under a rock, or maybe you don't. Maybe you didn't see the tidal wave of friggin' memes that have come down the social media pipeline. But the Oscars, Chris Rock made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith and her bald head, saying that he can't wait for G.I. Jane 2 to come out. Then a few seconds later, Will Smith walks up on stage, and in front of a live audience, slaps Chris Rock in the friggin' face. Here. I'll play you some audio real quick so you can hear how it played out. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win! <laughs> <laughs> he is 
praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please, Lord. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it, all right? <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one, okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. So at first I thought it was a skit. You know, drum up the Oscar ratings, because who in their right mind would walk up on stage with cameras broadcasting around the world in, a, in front of a, a full audience of your elite peers and smack someone across the face like that? Actually put your hands on somebody for words that were said to you. It sounds strange, right? It sounds wild. And then I kind of looked at the footage and I looked at a, a bunch of different clips of it, and it looked like it could have been kind of cooked up. Chris looked like he was leaning in, waiting for it. Will with the uh, the fingertip slap, and it kind of looks like he reeled in the power. I mean, he didn't just go off and smoke him, you know? So, so I don't know. But after his Oscar apology, and his Instagram apology, and Chris Rock saying he's not pressing charges, and the police kind of knowing about it, okay, then maybe maybe this really did play out, and maybe he really did do that assault someone on TV because of words they said. And the part that gets me is, after the joke was said, Will seemed to chuckle about it. One of those uncomfortable chuckles, you know, when something isn't really funny, but you don't want to be the buzzkill and ruin the good mood, so you just laugh it off. Kind of, you understand what I'm saying? And that's what he seemed to do. Almost, almost like he wanted to clap and laugh, and that was it. And then you see his wife, Jada's response, her large and obvious eye roll kind of sitting there. And then the camera cuts back to Chris Rock. So we don't know what happened in those few seconds there. We don't see that communication between Will and Jada or their dynamic, if there was any. I don't know. It just We just see Chris on stage and Will walking up to smack him. So was there something there? Did she give him that wife look, so to speak? You know, that, that do-something look? Are you going to let him say that about my alopecia? Which is a condition. I'll actually get into that in a little bit. So, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe there's another camera angle that I have not found yet that, that has them on camera. And we see that dynamic. Also, the other part that kind of confuses me is he had 10 seconds of walking up on stage to do what he did. And when he still, when he, after that 10 seconds of walking up there, he still did it or he still thought it was a good idea to hit someone like that, let alone be on international TV. So that's kind of what I have a hard time with. It's not like somebody made a rude comment right to your face, say in a bar or a restaurant, and then you have that instinctive reaction to slap or punch or throw a drink on somebody. So Will had some time there to kind of really think about what he was doing. Sure, you get up and you say to yourself, I'm doing something. 
But then as you're walking up there, you don't think that, hey, this is a bad idea. Hey, I'm up for an award tonight. Hey, there's a live audience here. And and then you go up and you just maybe say something to him. I, I just don't understand that thought process. And Jada didn't try to stop him. She didn't even try to, to get up and grab him and pull it, reel him in a little bit. Not trying to blame her or anything, but I'm assuming he did what he did off of her reaction or maybe the extra reaction that we did not see. So I just, I don't understand that. I feel like my wife would be grabbing me and be like, eh, 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 don't, don't do that. This is not the time to do that. So I don't know, just seems like a real severe lack of self-control from a guy that seems to pride himself on happiness and doing good for people. And Will even said that himself in his Oscar acceptance speech. He said that, that he's being called upon to love and protect people. And also smack them in the face for a stupid joke, right? But that he also wants to be a vessel for love. So, yeah, it seems pretty out of character for him to do that. Not that I know him on some personal level or anything, but you kind of know what I mean. He seems all about love and happiness and all that shit, and so this seems very strange. He went on in his acceptance speech, which was actually really long, I think it was like six minutes long, and he talked about abuse, verbal, I'm assuming, and the people talking crazy about you, and you need to just pretend that it's okay, also assuming tabloid talk here, and the typical celebrity trash talk that people seem to be into. The drama of some rich and famous person's life, people are really into that. And it's true, there's a, there's a lot of mudslinging going on in that industry, with tabloids, and people paparazzi, and people taking pictures, and you see Us Weeklies out there on the newsstands all the time. And then there's the, the stuff about his wife's open relationship, essentially, that she was hooking up or dating their son's friend or something like that. And then there's been some issues with, with Will's weight gain. I think there were some, some things about that and the tabloids and memes and everything else. So, uh, yeah, there's that's that happens. And, well, I guess... Sometimes people, it doesn't matter if you're famous or a regular Joe or not, sometimes they crack and they snap and they get to a breaking point. And maybe that's what we witnessed on TV the other night. I'm not real sure. It was kind of weird to watch, honestly. Does it, did anybody else get that feeling when you're watching that? Just felt very weird. Seeing this play out like some sort of bar, you know, fight almost type of thing scenario. This is the Oscars, though. This is not supposed to happen. These are high-class, fancy-dressed people having an award party, heaping praise on each other. This is not reality for us normal folks. It's the glitz and glam that is not our lives. It's the, the unreal society that people think they want, it seems like. And then all of a sudden, there's this awkward exchange. A guy gets smacked across the face on stage. And once I knew it wasn't a skit, I was kind of sad. I felt felt kind of bad and sad for these people involved. It's like they they let normalcy creep into their their perfect bubble in their perfect setting of this award ceremony almost. And like my wife said, it's not totally the same, but let's put ourselves in their shoes for a bit. What if I was in Will Smith's spot hearing someone poke fun at my wife's medical condition? In that moment, in a crowded ceremony or at an award show, I don't know. I still don't think I would have the gumption to 
walk up and assault someone. Yell back and heckle, maybe, yes. But get out of my seat and, and hit someone? No, that's I don't think I would do that. That's pretty uncalled for. So now let's take it a little further and let's bring that situation more to our level a little bit. What would you do? Say you're at a bar with your lady and some random guy at the bar says some terrible shit to her. What, what would you do in that moment? I think in that moment, I would physically do something. I'm not an aggressive guy, but in that type of setting, I think I might, I think I might do something. And is it right? No, it's not. But I think I would feel the need. And now let's go ahead and get ourselves into Chris Rock's shoes for a minute. He's up there. He's rehearsed this. He's done a bunch of prep and planning. He has a rundown of what he wants to say. Part of that is cracking wise on the fancy celebs in the audience. That's his job, right? To kind of make this whole awkward party somewhat entertaining for me to watch at home on my couch. The next thing comes up and crack a joke about Jada's hair. And not really a great joke either, I'll be honest. Kind of a dumb joke. Got those cheesy chuckles, you know? And then all of a sudden, Will Smith is walking up on the stage with a purpose. And the purpose is slap you across the face. And you can see by his reaction that after it happened, he was just like, what in the hell is going on? You kind of see that. He didn't even know what to say. So... I don't know, does this bring us to a new point of who can say what to who? Is it okay for certain jokes to be said to certain people, but not to other people? Jokes and, and jokes and poking fun are the basis of comedy, right? Does that mean we need to rewrite what comedy is? And what does this mean going forward? Do, do all jokes need to be vetted? And to make sure they don't piss anyone off and hurt someone's feelings? Aren't celebrities supposed to have that thick skin for this stuff? Kind of like Will said. Supposed to just smile and ignore it? I mean, this is... I don't know. This is kind of like the basis of what's going on in our society. Like, your words hurt me, so I'm going to physically assault you. It just... it. I don't know the word for it, but it just... It seems like that's exactly what's going on. I don't like what you said... So I'm going to physically do something to you, you know? So, and it's comedy. It's jokes. It's, that's what comedy has been for years. Sure, some things probably need to change in that aspect, but I don't know. It wasn't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So now what if the joke was about a balding man? A different type of alopecia. Would it garner the same response? What if the joke was about Joe Pesci's looks? Oh, wait, never mind. Ricky Gervais already did that one a couple years ago. So, yeah, I mean, Joe Pesci doesn't have an ailment, and he's getting teased, and he doesn't walk up on stage and hit somebody, or his wife didn't walk up and say, don't treat my husband that way, and hit somebody. You know what I mean? And actually, Will Smith did make a joke about a bald man's alopecia. Way back in the day on the Arsenio Hall show, I think, he was poking fun at some guy with a bald head and talking about waxing his head and all this other stuff. So, I don't know. And I feel like I've been saying, I don't know, a lot today in this episode, but uh, but who cares? Will snapped. He took all that he could take of someone poking fun at his wife's medical condition. Which, her medical condition is alopecia areata. I think I'm saying that right. 
it's actually an autoimmune disease which your immune system attacks parts of your body and in this case it's attacking hair follicles so if you want more on like real deep dive into like the medical side of it there's an MPMD video from YouTube and I'll link it in the description that really dives into what it is and what that means and all that stuff so check it out if you want to watch it it's pretty interesting but she's been pretty public about it she's been dealing with it for quite a while now so maybe Will thought Chris knew about her condition and he was making a very personal jab at that so maybe that's a possibility but actually we may never know and honestly it really doesn't matter this is all gonna fade away okay it's all gonna fade away Everyone will be quiet on, on social media, and this will fade away just like After Earth did, right? Just like Will's terrible movie After Earth. It'll just fade in the distance. Either way, bottom line, you don't hit people for words they say. Sticks and stones may break my bones, right? I hope you know the rest of that. I think that was taught to us when we were children. And in the end, I think he'll be banned from future events, and... He'll go on to keep his award, but we shall see. Also, speaking of hair loss, real quick, I've talked about it in an old episode at some point. My experiences with it anyways. Well, I finally went and saw my dermatology doctor, and she gave me a prescription for this drug called finasteride, which is supposed to block an action of an enzyme that changes testosterone to another hormone that causes hair loss in men. So... My doctor said 30% of men actually have some regrowth happen. So, hell yeah, this is pretty sweet. I'm excited, as long as I don't lose any more hair, and uh, as long as I don't lose my libido, which is a side effect potentially, then uh, we'll be happy, and no one will be cracking bald jokes at me. So, anyways, that's about all I have for today's episode of Stay at Home Dad's Podcast. I know not a whole lot of kid and family talk today, I figured I'd jump on the old bandwagon like everyone else and talk about this celebrity drama shit. So, I don't know. It's kind of a fun, different show today. Let me know what you think. What would you have done in that situation? We all know it was wrong. We, you don't put your hands on people unwarranted. But where is the line drawn with you standing up for your wife and your family? I mean, if it was physical harm to someone, then yeah. It warrants reaction, 100%. But it wasn't. So, I don't know. Comment. Uh, hit me up on social media. And, and be cool out there, people. Teach with your actions. Show kids the right way to handle stress and bullies. And like always, tell your friends. They can grab this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. And remember, love makes you do crazy things, according to Will Smith. So... All right, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.